curious how we wrap some babies in pink, how we curl them up in soft felt cloth and the most harmless of hues. Some outgrow this passive branding and take on the mantle of decision-making. They dare put on honey-sweet independence. Bongo boldly bears all. How she shines in the sunset glow on the road to Macambaco. The way she curves calmly on pastel orchards in Morogoro. Whether she stuns under Ngeta's starry nights or she soaks in the wild oceans in Zanzibar's shores. The day she was born, we wrapped her in pink. We cooed in awe of the valleys in her dimples, instantly holding her tight as a bud and free from shackles. Bongo reveals the last of its youth in Lake Natron. She hides her innocence in the warm cradle of flamingos' feathers and the grace of their gait. Hey, y'all. I've been gone a while, um, but I'm back. Uh, so part of the reason I've been gone is, as you can probably tell, the sound quality has drastically improved on this recording. I was listening to the last podcast, and I didn't really want to redo it. But I just, you know, uploaded it anyways, but I realized that I'm going to need an upgrade if um, I'm going to make this sound halfway decent. And so I went ahead and dropped some money on getting a basic microphone, at least for improved audio quality. Um, I think especially in this medium, if the only thing you're going to hear is my voice, it might as well be halfway decent, at least with some magical voodoo from hardware and some software, so... Um, yeah, let's get to it. Um, this poem is called Tethered to Land, um, and it's really about an exploration of my connection to Tanzania. So it's we're still in sort of this extension from yesterday, uh, excuse me, last podcast. Uh, I'd like to think it was yesterday, but really it wasn't. Um, but it's a sort of connection to... Tanzania as a sort of a land, but also as a as a connection to heritage. Um, I really wanted to think about, you know, what is my relationship to this country that I'm technically from, that my parents are from, um, and I've been wondering this for quite some time. But I think being exposed to it, I wrote this poem while in Tanzania, being exposed to the land, being exposed to the people, and realizing there are differences. Like I don't know if everyone around me feels that like you know I'm not supposed to be on this land but there are moments when I definitely feel like an outsider I definitely feel like an alien within the land that I supposedly you know come from that I I supposedly am of you know I am a part of um so I think this was sort of a conception a way for me to conceive what I imagine it would be like uh, to be part of this land. What I, what I sort of associate with the land that I have a history with. Um, 
so yeah, I just want to jump into it. One of the things that I really sort of got drawn by was I was looking at some pictures. At the time, I was in Tanzania, and I really wanted to go visit Lake Natron. It's, um, it's a wonderful lake. It's pink, but it's notorious for being sort of on the internet known for making flamingos look uh, like dreadful vultures, essentially. If you can imagine cute pink flamingos becoming dreadful vultures, that's it. That's because it's called like Natron because of its salt content. Um, and so like it's actually one a deadly, deadly body of water. Um, and deadly not only for um, flamingos, but also for humans. But what's really interesting about it is because it's a lot of salt, it's actually also a preservative. And so what ends up happening is that it's almost like a work of art. Um, but I really wanted to juxtapose this with the fact that it looks pink. Well, at least supposedly, I haven't seen it for myself. But in pictures, it looks pink, but the sort of work of art that comes out of it is dreadful. And I think that was a, a weird juxtaposition when you think about pink being associated with birth, with babies, especially stereotypically um, young girls. And so I think... That was an interesting play for me to sort of enter into this poem. And I really, in terms of thinking about being tethered to the land, I was trying to think about what it must have been like. You know, part of the history that really intrigues me about Tanzania is that, that first moment of independence, those first few days, those first few weeks, those first few months, years. What must that have been like? And in this particular poem, I've conceived of it as what it might be like to become a father for the first time. So when I think about Mwali Munyerele, our founding father, I think about what it must have been like for him and his company, the people that he was with, to really think of, wow, this is the first moment where we're entirely free, where we are free of shackles. As I sort of note in the poem, this sort of, now we get to taste what it means to have honey-sweet independence and we get to make our own decisions. Um, and it's got to be pretty daunting, um, but I also sort of talk about the parts of Tanzania that really draw you in, that sort of make you forget how young it is as a country, um, and that's that's its beauty. I mean, you know, for that moment when the baby is born, well, when the baby is born, it's touch and go. There's a lot of icky stuff going on, so that's that, but like... Uh, you know, the, those first few moments as the baby is growing and the facial features are becoming real and everything else is growing, dimples, everything, they start to smile. Maybe they start growing some teeth that first year or so. It's really a lot about every time you look at them, you're stunned by their beauty. Like, nothing else matters for a moment, right? As long as they're not, you know, being troublesome or anything else, nothing else matters. If they're not crying or something, right? Nothing else matters. It's just about being drawn into the beauty. And that's what I sort of talk about. Makambako is this little small town or um, city in western Tanzania, Niambea, Morogoro is where my people are from. Um, Ngeta is also in Morogoro area. And so for me, it was really about pulling in from these sources of absolute beauty. And it's sort of weird because I feel like um, I'm juxtaposing as well this notion of these are the things that people think of when they think of Tanzania, when they think of Africa, the first thing that comes into mind is this beauty and it sort of takes over all the other things that are amazing about Africa, the innovation, the the people, you know, the fact that we are actual human beings, um, you know, this sort of uh, 
supersedes this notion of beauty supersedes it but at the same time these are the sort of the touristy this is the sort of touristy beauty that we think of you know when you think about Morogoro Mgeta when you think about uh, Serengeti um, almost becomes that's that's that that's the tourist and that's the picture that the tourists get you know when you google Tanzania that's what you get um but I mean, what's really interesting as well is that I sort of point to things that a lot of people don't necessarily see, and I didn't necessarily see until I went there myself. So the starry nights in Mgeta, some of it was probably the most majestic thing I've ever seen in my entire life to wake up being about as high as I could be in those mountains and just look up the amount of stars. I mean, it was dark everywhere else, but the amount of stars was absolutely breathtaking. Um, same goes for, like, Lake Natron. I think it's obviously a majestic idea. These sort of what I believe to be the ninth, 10th, 11th wonders of the world, um, you know, they're, they're being missed out on. And I think that's, that's sort of how I feel. That's sort of the connection that I have with this land is that no matter how much I sometimes feel connected to it, there's always something I'm missing. There's always something more to learn. Um, and I think that's beautiful, right? I think in some strange sense, it's what really um, embodies my relationship to it, my tether to it, is really always something about discovery, always learning to make sense of my existence as seemingly a perpetual immigrant and there's there's beauty to be found there there's beauty to be found in that liminal space um that some of us find ourselves occupying um i don't necessarily recommend it for everyone but certainly i think there's a lot to be gained um, so I think that's all I have to say today. I'm going to try to keep these shorter in the future, um, maybe write out what I'm going to say ahead of time so that I don't draw on and on about the same thing over and over. Sometimes I get excited, but I should definitely have a little more structure to this. Um, you can find more of my poems again at draftpaper, without an E, dot wordpress.com, and of course at draft stories, stories with a Y-S. Um, so that's all I have for today, and um, I look forward to the next poem. Until next time.